to the Casting Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Hadessa Rue. Our mission is to be a bright, shining light in the darkness of the world today so that our light will lead people to the Lord Jesus Christ with the hopes that the lost will accept his offer of salvation, that they might be saved. I will be sharing pearls of wisdom that I've learned from Jesus through the Holy Spirit and my trials and tribulations from my testimonies. Please subscribe if you enjoy the Casting Pearls podcast and enjoy. Welcome to the Casting Pearls podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Hadessa Rue. And just to tell you a little bit about myself, um, I want to let you know what my beliefs are. I am a Christian. I didn't start off being a Christian, but I became a Christian um, over time. I believe that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. He was born via the Holy Spirit through Mary, his mother. The Holy Spirit impregnated her and... um, she gave birth to Jesus Christ. And the reason why he came here, he was the atonement for our sins, uh, the sacrifice for our sins. Once he was crucified, he rose up after the third day and went into heaven. And then after he went into heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit to help us. So these three entities are all one. They're all in one entity, which is God, the God, our God for those who choose to believe. Uh, So there's the Godhead, God, there's Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And they all are considered the, the Holy Triune, the Holy Trinity. And therefore, that is one of my major beliefs. I also believe that the Bible is the inerrant, God-breathed or God-inspired word of truth that we should all be living by. I didn't believe this in the beginning of my life because I didn't know anything about God and the Bible when I was younger. I didn't go to church often. I went to church maybe up to maybe five times when I was a kid. Um, and that's how I learned about Jesus Christ and God, but I didn't know enough about them to know if they were real or if the Bible was real. God inspired me to create this Casting Pearls podcast because I have quite a bit of experience with him. And because he's helped me so much in my life, I had promised him that I was going to share my testimony and help try to lead people back to him. And I hadn't had an opportunity to do that. And when I was trying to, I'm an entrepreneur and I was trying to start several different businesses and none of them were working out because he didn't want them to work out. I realize now that he wanted me to use my gifts and my talents for him. So I follow and watch uh, some believers, other believers are well, a couple of them happen to be prophets and they also have like podcasts and things of that nature. So um, I decided that I should go ahead and do the same. And therefore that's the reason why I created the Casting Pearls podcasts. 
I like Matthew 7, verse 6. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under your feet and turn again and rend you. And the reason why I like that particular scripture is because I have been guilty of casting my pearls before swine in the past. Um, looking for love, looking for acceptance, looking to fill the void that only God can fill. Though the name of this this podcast is Casting Pearls, I am not trying to cast my pearls before swine. Those who are called are to be a light unto the world. So that means we share our testimony, we tell people about God, and we're supposed to have, you know, the conduct, a Christ-like conduct. So therefore, when I say casting our pearls, I'm casting pearls to those who have an ear to hear. So now I'd like to pray so that we can get started on our topic. Father, I pray for those who are lost and those who are believers but may be straddling the fence or may have become wayward um, or backsliders, that they will reestablish a closer walk with you uh, and develop their relationship with you. And I pray that those who are lost and they don't know you, that you send the uh, perfect laborers across their path, that they may learn about you and develop a relationship with you, or should I say establish a relationship with you and then develop a relationship with you today and from here on out. I thank you that we can all draw near to you and you will draw near to us. I also pause in this moment and I pray that we all pause in this moment, quiet ourselves, and seek you alone a little bit each day, if at all possible. I pray that we all hold fast to the promises that you've provided to us in your word. Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their hearts. Psalm 119.34 I bow in reverence to you, to your awesome power. All of your believers bow in reverence to your awesome power, love, and authority. There is no other like you, Lord Jesus. Help us to walk in obedience to your will and to your way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I had prayed and asked God what I should discuss today, uh, since this is our first podcast for Casting Pearls, and he had told me to begin with the end in mind. Now, I prefer to read out of the King James Version of the Bible because it's the most accurate translation. I have looked at and read some other translations, and I was just not comfortable um, reading from those translations because, in my opinion, this is my opinion, they sometimes they will completely change the meaning of Scripture. And if there's anything that I don't understand, which there is still a lot that I don't understand in the Bible, nobody's going to completely understand everything about the Lord. But if there is something that I, I don't understand, I can just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give me understanding, wisdom, discernment, things of that nature. And he will give it to me if they feel like um, they want me to know. So our topic for today is beginning of sorrows choose this day. And the reason why I came up with that topic is because I was reading scripture one day and I came across Matthew 24, one through eight. 
I was reading this because I wanted to get more of Jesus's character, um, an idea of his character. So let's begin reading. Matthew 24, verse 1 through 8. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he said upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the signs of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. The main scriptures I want to focus on are scriptures, or the verses, should I say, are verses 5 through 8. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So, we are already in those times. If you cannot tell, there have been wars and rumors of wars. But the Jesus Christ, he did say for us not to be troubled, um, because there's still more things that must come to pass. Nation will rise against nation. I think that's important because of the fact that there are a lot of black men that are being killed. It's it's all on the news. It's really prevalent in today's day and age. And right now, what it's doing is it's getting close to inciting uh, a race war against whites and blacks, um, or at least those whites that are uh, not for blacks and um, those blacks that are uh, definitely very just tired uh, and upset about what's going on in the world today uh, against black people which is which is understandable and I'm not saying that there are not white people that are killed by police officers or killed by you know other white people I'm not saying that I'm just saying that it's prevalent in the black community that uh, police officers are at times, not all police officers, but there's some police officers that are, for whatever reason, um, seem to be targeting, not seem to be, but they actually are targeting uh, blacks and not just blacks, but mainly black males. And that is pitting blacks against white. And what this is, is this is a ploy from the enemy. This is a distraction uh, that the enemy is using so that he can implement um, whatever it is he's doing right in front of our eyes. 
we don't know exactly what it is he's doing. Um, I have an idea of some of the things that he's doing, but I'm not going to say or speak on that at this time. But he's doing it right before our eyes because there's so many people that are, are blind, not only to the enemy's devices, but they're also blind to um, God. So we can definitely see that there is a nation against nation truth in this scripture right here it's 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 coming to pass right in front of our right in front of our eyes nobody can argue that and then it says here there shall be famines and pestilence we haven't necessarily had any uh major fam famines here in the united states which is where i'm at but we definitely have had some pestilences one mainly right now being that um, coronavirus. And I have my thoughts on that as well. But once again, I'm, I'm going to keep those thoughts to myself at this time. But that's definitely uh, a famine. Some people may think of it as just, oh, it's just something that happened. No, it's not something that just happened. This, this is a uh, uh, pestilence. There are famines that have happened in uh, other countries, but it hasn't happened in the United States and it's not worldwide. So I'm thinking, and I don't know for sure, the Holy Spirit has not revealed to me anything about any famines outside of what's in the word. But I believe that there's going to be famines, but it's not going to be just like in third world countries, quote unquote. It will be everywhere is what I believe will happen. Once again, the Holy Spirit has not confirmed that to me. But based off of the word scriptures in the Bible, I believe that everybody's going to feel it when the famines start to come. And with the fact that we've had this coronavirus and almost the entire world shut down, if we do happen to have another coronavirus uptick in the fall and we have to shut down again, imagine how bad it's going to start to get. I mean, people were still... People were acting kind of, you know, out of character and we were only shut down for three months. And it's understandable why people would be upset, but some people began to panic and were, you know, hoarding things. And some people were fighting and some people were fighting over toilet paper, toilet paper. And imagine what it will be if, or how it will be, should I say, if we do have to go through another three to six months or a year of shutdown because of this coronavirus or another virus similar to that. And, and once again, just like the pestilence of the coronavirus affected the whole world, this time, if we have to shut down again and the coronavirus causes us to be shut down for any longer than three months, it could be there. It could eventually cause some type of famine all over the world, possibly. And then Jesus moved on to say that there would also be earthquakes in diverse places. And after the coronavirus had began, there were earthquakes in different places. And then in verse eight, Jesus says, all these are the beginning of sorrows, but for us not to worry yet because there's more things to come.
Now this leads me to my next major point that I wanted to speak with you all about. Choose this day. I know that there's so many people that don't know if God is real yet or they they just don't believe in God um, or there's a lot of Christians that may be straddling the fence or they may just be beat down tired from all the battles they've had to face with this devil. I know because I have been there and I have um, felt tired too. As I said before, I didn't grow up attending church regularly. I, I didn't attend church hardly at all. The few times that I did attend church as a kid, it did get my interest picked and made me uh, want to learn more about this Jesus Christ. And so I did try to attend church as a little kid, uh, like a few times after I went the first time with my mom. But then after that, we didn't go back and we didn't keep pursuing. And then I began getting attacked by the enemy. And when I became a grown woman at the age of 18, God called me, but I didn't understand what was going on. And I tried seeking him again. And I couldn't find a church home that was really welcoming to me. So I stopped seeking him again. And then as time went on, I, I didn't recognize God, Jesus, trying to help me throughout my life at those times. I was just getting these attacks and these spiritual attacks. And when you are blind, you cannot see that you're being attacked. So you're not going to you're not going to know that you're being attacked. You're going to think that this is just life and this is just how it is. And that's just not how life is supposed to be um because God never intended it to be that way. We do have an enemy and he is on the prowl trying to attack anyone who who gives him a foothold. So when you are an unbeliever, you are already pretty much his. When you're a believer and you're straddling the fence, he's, he's, he's out looking for you, trying to find his foot in the door. And finally, God got my attention through a whole bunch of trials and tribulations that I've had to go through. And he made me sit down and pay attention to him when I finally got understood that he wanted me to work for him and do, you know, use my gifts for him and my, my talents and everything for him. And he opened my spiritual eyes to see what was going on in this world. I had to make a choice too. I had to choose who I was going to serve. Was I going to continue to stay worldly with this enemy who was trying to just basically sabotage my whole entire life, really trying to kill me. It was the things he's been trying to do. Or was I going to put my faith and trust in this being that I also could not see, who's actually been communicating with me and helping me and started to give me the recognition of the times that he's been helping me and 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 stick to, to that side. So, of course, as you know, I have chosen God. What I would like to say to those who are unbelievers or, you know, kind of on the fence, straddling the fence, or who are Christians who backslidden or, you know, people that are playing with God, any anyone like that, um, 
especially to the unbelievers or those that are straddling the fence. I just want to let you know that this is a free gift of salvation. I don't know anyone who would pass on something that's free. Just because you can't see this free gift, you don't want it? So you mean to tell me you'll accept a free cookie, a free ice cream, free hors d'oeuvres, or anything else that's free just because you can see them. And they're not even good for you. But you're not going to accept this free gift of salvation, so you're not even willing to try God just because of what you read or what you heard or because you had a bad experience with some Christians who are human infallible but Jesus is pure and has no sin and he's giving you this free gift of salvation you're not even going to try it out at all and you know that there's some inclination that we are in the last days I mean the evidence is right there things I don't foresee things getting better because he says right there in his word that this is the beginning of sorrows. We are in that time right now. I'm going to tell you right now, if we were not in that time, then I would not have been getting getting attacked the way I've been getting attacked spiritually. I know that we're in the last times because God has been doing everything he can to try to help me to, to start working for him. And I've been getting spiritually attacked right and left by the enemy. We are in the last times. I'm, I'm telling you, we are. So it's now or never, heaven or hell, good or evil. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. If you knew God like I've come to know him, you wouldn't hesitate to snatch up his offer of the free gift of salvation. And if you don't know him or anything about the last days, wouldn't you want to know what everyone is talking about? Wouldn't you be curious about this Jesus Christ who supposedly died for us? Because I know I would be. I was when I was younger. I was curious about him. I didn't fully understand, but I was curious. Wouldn't you want to know anything about this free gift? Because I, I love receiving free stuff. So when I learned about it, I had to know about not only Jesus Christ, but what is this free gift that he's offering? Now picture this. Okay, so what if they're wrong? I'm telling you they're wrong. But you believe them. But what if they're wrong? What if they're wrong about the Big Bang Theory? What if they're wrong about evolution? I know that they're wrong. But you don't know if they're wrong. You actually believe them because it kind of sort of might make sense to you. But I'm saying, what if they're wrong? What if everything in the Bible is true? As it's been shown to be true for thousands of years. And you, what if you end up spending eternity in hell? What if you end up spending eternity in hell when you could have prevented it? When you could have taken Jesus up on his offer of the free gift of salvation? Something that's free has no strings attached. Nothing hidden in the fine print. Unlike the enemy who comes with all kind of like snares and traps and things to just ruin your life and destroy you and ultimately send you to hell. 
So since Jesus has this offer of the free gift of salvation, you don't have to do anything but accept it. And then you're saved. And you'll you'll be able to go to heaven once you pass away when when that time comes. That is, if you repent of your sins and turn away from your sins, and you got to really try not to do it anymore. If you do, then you must ask God for forgiveness. So there is a little bit of stipulations, but it's still free. Do you even know what heaven's going to be like? Well, I'm going to give you a little snippet of what heaven's going to be like according to Revelations 22, 21 through 23. 21 through 23. And the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the lamb is the light thereof. So let me go back to 21 again. And the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl and the street of the city was pure gold as it were transparent glass. That's what, what heaven is going to be like. So you mean to tell me that you're willing to miss out on a chance of going to this beautiful city for eternity as opposed to, you know, living life your own way. Instead of taking a chance on God, you'd rather take a chance on trying to figure out everything on your own like I once did. You'd rather um, allow the enemy to keep defeating you in life. Or maybe you're not being defeated at all. Maybe you think you have it all together and but you still have a void or something inside you. I know I had a void inside me that I was trying to fill. And the only person that could fill it was God, Jesus Christ uh, himself. So you'd rather take a chance of spending your life in hell where it's going to be hot all the time for the rest of eternity because you think that they're telling you the truth about the Big Bang Theory or evolution, or you just really don't know what to believe, or you're straddling the fence, you're not sure, instead of just reaching out to him, talking to him, and seeing what happens when you do so. I don't know about you, but I'm not passing up on this opportunity. This concludes our first episode, but before I leave you, I want to leave you with one final thought. It's really a question that I want you to ask yourself. What do you have to lose by accepting Jesus Christ's free gift of salvation outside of your whole eternal life? I want to thank you for listening to the Casting Pearls podcast. Once again, this is your host, Hadessa Rue. If you like any of the subject matter that you've heard so far, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button for future episodes. I hope you have a blessed, productive rest of your week, and I hope you do take Jesus up on his offer of the free gift of salvation.